Amen. We have a couple of um, God sightings that have happened this week. Um, Open Hearts Place, after I don't even know how long of being almost there, has broken ground. So um, the... um, the if you would like to go look stand on the edge of the playground you can look down and see where the um houses are being um prepared and at least up the hill where the cross used to be there are um are the pegs are the stakes still out madeline you can see stakes and strings to see the outline of where um in the near future we will have uh new neighbors who can live and thrive and we can get to know and pray for and all that stuff. So um, I hope that you will um, join me in praying for the project, but also specifically as we get closer, I'm more and more aware that there are three families who will be moving in. And those families are right now somewhere and they're doing their thing and they're doing their best. And um, if you would join the the Open Hearts Place team and praying for each one of those families, even though we don't yet know their names, and praying that the people that um, God needs to hear about this will hear, and that, um, that even as we do our human best to communicate and discern who the right fit families are, that God would move in that process and bring to us, um, the folks whose lives can be changed by being in those homes. Um, And, you know, as we celebrate that as a guide sighting, we know God has worked through this congregation again and again with your generosity and your participation and with the um, decision to have this project go forward. Um, I'm really, really grateful for that God sighting, and I'm really, really grateful for each human person um, in this congregation and beyond who have uh, been a part of letting that happen. So ground has been broken. We are um, continuing to move forward, and we, of course, continue to pray for all the people involved. Um, Also, uh, another guide sighting, um, Open Hearts Bakery is back in full full swing. We are staffed up and baking for... um, for markets, as often happens, there are a few things left over there um, from the markets this weekend. So if you need something yummy, you can stop by the Fellowship Hall um, before you head home. Um, you know, this past year and with the pandemic and with trying to make everything carry on in what have been some pretty different and challenging circumstances and everybody's been pivoting and trying and pivoting again, I think I'm even more grateful than I might have been in the past to see um, our new manager, Karan Jordan. If you have not met her yet, um, she is dedicated to the mission, clearly committed to um, the volunteers and the employees that we're working with, and um, really, really grateful that she's on board and a part of the team, and um, it's just a God sighting there again to see how many different folks have you know worked at this over the years and the good things that keep coming from it so um grateful to god for that we also have prayers that are 
mentioned this morning, Betty Mull is having um, stomach concerns, and we pray for her as she deals with the ailments that she's dealing with. Um, Andrea Fry um, has had a tumor diagnosed, and so we'll pray for her and for her family as they figure out sort of how that plays out. And um, then um, we pray for the family of Gary McGee and the fa family of um, Chuck Ledford, both of whom have recently passed, and we pray for their families um, in their time of grief. Um, we'll pray for Todd Cosby. And um, continue to remember the folks who are on um, this bit of your bulletin, the folks in ongoing need of prayer. Um, you know, even though those concerns aren't new this week, we know that those folks are our beloved um, community and folks beloved by God, so we continue to pray for them in their need. Will you pray with me? God, you are our loving God. All that we are and all that we have comes from you. And we pray, O oh God, that you would make us grateful and generous with the gifts we have received. We pray not only for ourselves and for this congregation, but for your church throughout the world. Give us an ever, ever deeper awareness of the grace and gifts we have received and give us an ever fuller ability to be generous with those gifts. We pray for the leaders and for the rulers of our world. God, we pray that those who make decisions that affect um, so many people would make those decisions well and in pursuit of peace and justice. We pray for Joseph, our president, and Roy, our governor. We pray for all those who have been elected and appointed to be our leaders. We pray for truth and humanity. We pray for strong connections so that um, they and we can work well together, seeking the best for all of us. We pray for this, our community of Morganton. We pray for everyone involved in distributing vaccines. We pray for those who have not yet been able to be vaccinated, for those who may be hesitant to be vaccinated. May our Decisions in our life in community be based not on fear or misinformation, but may we make decisions in hope and in trust, decisions for not only our good, but the good of those around us. We pray for our teachers and schools as we enter Teacher Appreciation Week, God may um, we each take actions, um, phone calls or cards or prayers that show our gratitude to those folks who keep showing up to care for and teach the young people of our community. 
God, we pray for the particular folks who have um, been put forward for prayer today. We pray for each family who will move into an open hearts place home in wherever they are and whatever struggles they face today. May they know your presence. May they have the strength and the courage to take good steps forward. And God, may you work through the process um, to make good matches for good fits of folks who can live and thrive and give back from living in those homes. We pray for Todd Cosby and for Betty Mull. We pray for Andrea Fry, for the family of Gary McGee and Chuck Ledford. May each of these people experience your grace and presence and healing power in the ways that they need them most. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from Mark chapter 14, and we'll start with verse 17. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. And when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to one another, Surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread. And after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. These are the words of God for God's people, and we say thanks be to God. Jesus is moving into Jerusalem. He has arrived to what he has told them again and again is his destiny. And uh, they have never understood. They have never really gotten it when he tries to explain that he must go to Jerusalem, that he will suffer, that he will die. And so... They have gathered in a room, the disciples prepared for him, and they're celebrating the Passover. They're remembering God's work of deliverance and care for the people of Israel. And at the same time, Jesus knows that they are imperfect. And worse than imperfect, that 
that just as none of them understand, one of them will betray him and the work that they're up to together and the, the, whole, um, the whole endeavor. And he tells them, one of you will betray me. I imagine that Jesus isn't so much accusing or being harsh, but telling them something hard and sad that hurts him as much or more as it hurts them. Truly, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. And it's interesting because they're distressed and they say to one another, surely not I. But yet you wouldn't bother to say, surely not I, if you weren't wondering, is it me? Am I going to be the one that fails and falls and hurts Jesus? Surely not I, I hope. Surely not I this time. Surely not I, the one who ends up with my name in the Bible so everybody remembers that I'm the one who messed up. But all of them are going to disappear. None of them are going to get it all the way right. In such a terrible situation, what would all the way right look like anyway? It's a, it's a sad moment and a moment of reflection and a moment of just coming up against the terribleness of it all that maybe they don't even understand yet, but surely Jesus knows this isn't heading in a good direction. And in that same very moment, while they were eating that meal, while that conversation hung in the air, Jesus took a loaf of bread. And after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them. He said, take, this is my body. Right there while they were all recognizing things are not as they should be. Right there while they were all wondering, who's the betrayer? Right there while they were all wondering, how will I betray? Right there and right then. Jesus didn't try to talk them out of it. He didn't try to explain. He didn't dismiss the guy who was the problem. Right there, with all of them, he broke the bread that was his very self, and he gave it to them, and they ate it together. Jesus gave himself. When things were weird and hard, 
two people who were going to mess up. This table is an extension of that table. This moment is our chance to participate in that moment. It's not about our failings or our shortcomings. It's not about our position or our status. It's not about what we've gotten right or what we've gotten wrong. It's not about anything that's come behind us. It's where Jesus calls us together to give us himself. So we participate and we receive because that's what Jesus calls us to do. Jesus meets us here and gives us himself so that Jesus comes into the very inside of who we are. Whatever level of confused or angry or wrong or broken or joyful or hopeful or whatever it is, Jesus comes to us because that's what Jesus does. Jesus comes to us because that's what Jesus does. And when Jesus comes, we're changed from the inside out. Whatever weird things our faces are doing at the moment, however our feelings are going, whatever we do or don't think about it, Jesus comes to us. He chooses to come into us. Jesus literally says, take this is my body. This is the blood of the covenant. Take them inside of yourself. And Jesus meets us here. Thanks be to God, Jesus meets us here. Ever-present God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Send us into the world in the strength of your spirit to give of ourselves for others. Amen. May you go into this world known, loved, healed, and filled with the presence of Jesus. And may you share the presence of Jesus everywhere you go. Go in the name of God who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen.